All right, we're on it again. So um, let's let's get into it real quick here. Uh, I want to make this as fast as I possibly can because I have to get to church soon. Uh, church tonight. Uh, what day is it? Just so I can record that. Maybe that's important to some people. Uh, okay, so it's just about 7.30 on Tuesday the 7th. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some people might care. Either way, I want to make this super, super, super quick. I have two articles that I read a long time ago. I'm not sure if I put them in one of the old episodes because I don't read or listen to them again um, afterwards after they've been uploaded just because I don't want to. But either way, here's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, There's two articles that are scientific in nature, but they have roots in the Bible or the Bible had it written down first. However you want to say it. Let's go through this. So, first article. Scientists just captured the flash of light that sparks when a sperm meets an egg. So, not very PG, but, I mean, it is, but either way. Let's go through it. So, it says, uh, for the first time ever, scientists have captured images of the flash of light that sparks at the very moment a human sperm cell makes contact with an egg. So the phenomenon has been observed by uh, in animals before, but no one has ever seen the spark in human conception, yada, yada, yada. Um, let's see. Where is it? Sparks of zinc exploded at the point, point of conception in mice. I don't really care about mice. Um, where are we looking at? Well, let's hear what one of the quotes says. It says, it was remarkable, says one of the team. Teresa Woodruff, we discovered the zinc spark just about five years ago in the mouse, and to see the zinc, the zinc radiate out in a burst from each human egg was breathtaking. So I guess it's kind of the same thing between mice and humans, so that's why the zinc thing was important. But I want to go to the Bible verse that actually talks about that um, right now, and then move really quickly into the uh, Bible verse that talks about uh, the next part. But let's go here. Where was it? Um... It was in the search bar. Or I know where it is, right here. Let me find that. Okay, here it is. Uh, In John chapter 1, verse 9, in the King James, it says, That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So let me read some context because that doesn't sound very um, easy to to make a connection to, John 1, 9. Okay, it says, um, let's start from... Chapter 5, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So that part in verse 9 that says, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So literally, as soon as a man comes into the world, man, human, because, you know, the Bible, when it says man, it literally does mean human. So every man, every human that enters into the world has a spark of light that flashes at conception. Now, scientists are attributing it to zinc, and I guess that's the biological function. But either way, the Bible talks about it there. That's, I mean, 2,000 years the Bible has been written, so long time ago for the Bible to have written that down and then science to just now catch up to it. Second one that I want to go through, and this is just, like I said, it was really quick. I just want to get this out of the way right now. One, to be as consistent as I possibly can with these podcasts because I feel like I need to. I shouldn't be, you know, dwelling or what's the word? I shouldn't be letting this drag out as long as I have been before. So let's see if we can get this going a little bit faster. And plus, I have church tonight, so I want to make this quick 
And also, these are kind of interesting articles. Um, kind of interesting how the Bible had it right. And then I want to get into, into some more things. Um, just kind of some some things that I've got on my Kindle that I've been reading about. Just some things that, that I want to think about with you. And maybe you can help me out. Maybe you can help point me in a direction of some other articles or some more research to do because I want to do some more research on this stuff. And I'll explain that in the next episode to come. But either way, here's here's this next article. It says, uh, this is from the telegraph.co.uk. And actually, if you type in the title of the article on whatever search you want to do, you can read the whole article. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'll link this. Maybe I will. Whatever. Let's go. Star's Song Captured by Scientists is the title. It's by Richard Gray. Um... So it says, astrophysicists from the University of Birmingham and scientists working with NASA have measured the changes in the brightness of light coming from the star, it's got KIC and then some number, uh, which has been nicknamed Gemma and is about twice the size of the sun. So they're measuring the uh, brightness the, uh, of light, so just light flickers of the star. So using a technique called astroseismology, they were able to detect the flickers of light caused by these star quakes, and that's what they're calling these uh, um, light like um, flickerings, they're calling them uh, star quakes. Uh, it actually says that earlier in the article, I'm just skipping through. Um, they were able to detect the flickers of light caused by the star quakes and reconstruct the sound produced by the star. And it says, the harmonic hum, which sounds a little like wind blowing over a microphone, has revealed new information about the internal structure of the star. Uh, and that's explained by Dr. Bill Chaplin. Uh, he is one of the scientists at Birmingham University. So, where is it? Where is it? There was actually a part of it. Should have this highlighted. Maybe I should do that next time. Um, it says, or he says, like a musical instrument, stars are not uniformly solid uh, all the way to the core, so the sound gets trapped inside the outer layers and oscillates around the inside. This makes the star vibrate, causing it to expand and contract. We can detect this visually because the star gets brighter and dimmer, so we can reconstruct the sounds produced from these vibrations. So, they actually sing. So stars actually make music, right? Because even from your voice, it's just your vocal cords vibrating, so that's singing. Same with a musical instrument, it is literally singing. You're causing the song, but it is literally singing if we take it by that definition. So a star is singing. So if we go to Job, where was it? Uh, Job 38. Oh, did I find it? There it is. Job 38 verse, well, we're going to start with verse 5 or no, verse 4 all the way to verse 7. Okay, so verse 4 says, Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest? Or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So I like the connection it's making there between the sons of God and the stars and shouting for joy and singing because I have a theory that actually is not my own, but um, I do ascribe to it because it's the only thing that makes sense in my mind, my studies, and the studies that have been presented to me. My mind can change. I don't think it will because it's pretty solid, but either way, um, I like that that uh, correlation there. But either way, the verse says, when the morning stars sang together, meaning the stars sing. So there again in Job, and there's... Um, Scholars, I don't really take the word of scholars very, you know, I take it with a pinch of salt, a handful of salt, the bottle of salt, all the salt. Either way, they say that the book of Job was written before all the other books. It's the oldest book of the Bible is what they're saying. And if that's the case, then that is one of the oldest and that's just one of the oldest articles, scientific articles in one verse that has ever been written that says that the stars sing. 
Just because they found out now doesn't mean that they haven't known it for a while. And it looks like Job did for a long time. So to wrap this up real quick, just because I don't want to take any more time, I do have to go. But to wrap this up, it really does go to show that the Bible is a not just a book of prophecy, not just something that you should base your life on uh, because of just the spiritual truth that is written in there, but also because it's just an amazing book of science. It really is. You know, it's, it's something that I want to get into more as well, or there is something I want to get into more as well, which is the idea of geocentricity. Uh, which is counter to the model that we all follow today, which is called heliocentricity. Now, I want to do a big study on that. I heard about this concept a long time ago, I think like four years ago. But I think that I am truly ascribed to the idea of geocentricity. Now, I don't have all the science to back it up right now, um, but I do have the Bible. And there's every verse that mentions the sun and the earth, it mentions the sun moving and not the earth, and the stars moving and not the earth. Now, I get it. We can say that back in the day when they were writing down the Bible, they only knew from the perception that they had when they perceived things, they perceived the sun going up even though the earth is spinning. You can say that. I, I get it. But if, if we agree that every word of God that is written in the Bible is inspired by the Holy Ghost and written by holy men of God, then we can't have God lie to us and just say, oh, the sun went up and it was, at, but hey, actually it was the earth moving, but I didn't think you could understand that. So I'm just going to say the sun went up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm thinking out loud here and I do need to find some more articles to prove that point, but I'm going to leave it at this. Leave it at this, about the 10 minute mark, I think. So we're going to leave it here. I'm going to go to church and Maybe we'll get another article in here or another um, episode in here pretty soon. You know, I don't like what I do.